0: And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.
1: I'm Megan Gilger, and welcome to the Fresh Exchange Podcast. Today on the podcast, it's September, and you're either feeling one of two things. You are feeling like, oh, I'm kind of exhausted of gardening. Or you are feeling so energized by the fact that the weather feels nice enough that you feel like you can get back into the garden. And I resonate with both of those. I actually was at the farmer's market this last week and was talking with one of the farmers about how it's kind of to this point in the season where it's like, I'm ready to stop harvesting tomatoes. And start shifting things. Like I'm okay if a frost came in like two or four weeks. This is this is exactly why like I do best gardening in the zone that I'm in. Like I don't think I would do really well like always being able to garden. I think differently in January where I'm like, oh, I miss the garden so much that I wish I could grow things. But it's just a month later that I'm actually starting uh, so many things inside. So technically as a, we'll say a hobbyist garden farmer, I don't feel like I get that many months off. So I think that's why I'm okay with the frost, but needless to say, I still love planting in September. And you may be thinking, Megan, frost is coming in like anytime. Like I saw 39 on the extended forecast one night, which basically is like, bye-bye tomatoes (laughs) at the end of September. So, but just because your tomatoes might be dying doesn't mean that there aren't things that are going to thrive in this cooler weather. And right now is the perfect time to put in some of these vegetables because as seeds or starts, if you have starts, you're a little further ahead. I didn't do that. You don't have to do that. I've had just as much success And really, it all depends on how the weather goes. If we get a really big cold snap super early, a snow really early, probably might have wasted five or six dollars. But in seat. But if you, you know, we get this like late summer warm-up, and we I mean, I've known it to be so warm in October that we're still getting into the water October 15th. So You just never know. So I say go for it. And, but there's a few things that you need to think about when we're talking about planting again. We talked about it last month in August when I did a similar podcast episode. I'll link to it in the show notes. But basically, our soil has just generated a whole season, maybe two seasons if you planted in the spring, like you did spring veggies. And it's time to rebuild it. Or else you may not have a lot of success here. So before we even talk about what to plant, you have to think about rebuilding that soil. So you can refer to my compost episode if you would like to learn about how to add that compost in. And we're going to do another full episode about prepping for winter here. I'm going to talk about it in October. But right now, all you need to do is just lay a couple inches of fresh compost on top of your garden beds and they are going to be happy to take on some new seeds. Even if you had the richest, best compost, I need to hear this because I always re- forget to do this sometimes when I'm like, oh, I need to plant. No. You still need to lay compost. And you need to do it because that soil just needs to be regenerated. Especially if, Even if you're crop rotating properly, we can go into that another day. But basically, you just need to get that new, nut- those nutrients back into that soil. So it's happy as can be and ready to say, yeah, let's grow some more. And it's going to be excited. So first of all, before you do that, clear out those old plants, no need to till. no need to do anything else. Just take out those old plants. You can even cut them at the base and leave the stems. In some cases, that's a positive. Um, if you need more nitrogen, leave those bean stalks. If you want to avoid some, um, bad, like buildup of bacteria. Marigolds are great. Just leave the stems and the root systems. They do a lot. So you don't have to do that, but you can. And then you just lay that compost on and continue going. So if you are interested in planting in September for fall and winter, and you're in zones four to six, this is how you do it. Even if you're in seven, take this advice. If you're in eight, nine, 10, 11, you are starting to edge into a completely different ball game because you're not going to get the cold like we are right now. So I am probably not the best to advise you on planting for September. There are plenty of amazing people that talk about those zones and have much more experience. But I wrote a blog post. As always, there's one to refer to, and it's all about what to plant in September, if you're in zones four, six, even seven, like I said, you can kind of take some of this. I would just wait a little bit longer because you, a lot of these things actually want the cold. They're either going to bolt in the heat. If you plant them too early, they won't even germinate. They, you know, there's all sorts of things. So you want to make sure that you have the timing right. And I'm still personally working on that. Sometimes I think Oh, if I planted this in August, at the last week of August, I probably would have had a better return. Or I've also felt like, hmm, I should have planted that like mid September and I think it would have done a lot better. So, but it all depends on the weather and we can't predict that. We can only do so much. We can look at the farmer's almanac, we can look at our extended forecast on AccuWeather, we can, you know, get weekly things. We can do all of that, but you can't predict the future, right? So we just do the best we can guess, learn, and move on. And maybe we'll harvest something. Maybe we won't. But so some of the things that we can plant right now, if you're curious, are the following. Just before we get to that, though, I want to preface that if you're thinking about bulbs, now is not the time, unless you're in like zones three, zone two to three, even four at the end of September. you could start putting bulbs in, but still be cautious. You really want to wait till you want to wait before the ground is hard, but not too, like you want it to be soft, but not too soft. And you don't want it to be too cold or it's tricky. We're going to do a whole thing on bulbs and garlic and flower bulbs and things like that. The reason you don't want to plant them too early is because one, you can lose them to squirrels. Secondly, you could also, and mice might eat them too. They're looking for food around this time of year. So they're going to scrounge up everything they can. And if you do it too soon, then they're going to get them. The other thing is, is they might sprout. And if they sprout, then they're done for because they've come too early and they won't last. They need that cold, To even get going, like Echinacea needs that, all of that, poppies, ranunculus, they need all that. But if we give it to them and then it warms up again, and they think, oh, it's spring, then when the cold comes, they're gone again. So we can lose them. And so we want to wait to just the right time. And you can also put hey, we'll talk about it all, I promise. But I'm just saying it's a good time to buy, not a good time to do it. So Now is the time to think about buying all that bulb that you possibly want, like garlic, shallots, um, any flower for spring that you would fall plant and enjoy in the spring. That's what you want to buy right now. You do not want to be putting them in the ground, though. So that to say, we are going to jump into this and go through the list. It is not super long, um, but if you want the reference points, you can go to the blog, you just go to freshexchange.com and then backslash what to plant in September. Basically that's here. It's what you're looking for, but it's also in the show notes. So first of all, herbs, there are some herbs that love this time of year. You can be planting arugula or rocket is also, or wild arugula. <clears throat> all of that is this is the time of year for it so yes arugula is not a salad green it is actually an herb so this guy thrives in the cold it isn't gonna um it will uh it it is not frost hardy so some of these things are not frost hardy at all so you don't you gotta make sure that you plant them in enough time that they can give you something before it actually frosts or get some plant fleece or garden fleece that you can put over. It's really inexpensive and you can just lay it over the top of your beds. And if you're seeing a frost coming, it can handle a little bit of the, it will handle the cold. It just won't handle a hard frost. Hard frost is anything below like 25 degrees Fahrenheit. So that this is one of them. Same thing with cilantro and dill, which are also the other two that you can plant this month. They come on fast, they grow quick, and you can get a lot out of them before the frost will come. So they usually germinate within like a week to 10 days in good compost and plenty of good water and sunshine. So if you have a spot like that, go for it, do it. But if you're really shaded, you're not going to want to do that. But cilantro and dill, they thrive in this cooler weather rather than the warmer weather. I know cilantro seems like something it's in like every Central American dish, but cilantro actually enjoys more temperate, cold temperatures. So I'm sure there's some roots in Central American food and like where that comes from. I've never deeply looked into it. So I should though, cause it's fascinating. Now the next thing would be our root veggies. This is a great time to start root veggies. Like it is the time. And if I kind of give up on seeding root veggies from like the end of June till the beginning of August. And then I start succession planting them all over again. And basically anything I pull out, root veggies go in. So, but you can still be seeding them right now. So this includes beets, radish varieties, particularly there's certain radishes that do better with the warm to cold temperature change rather than the hot or the cold to hot. So cold to hot might be more like uh like the round radishes breakfast radishes are just they just like cool weather in general so they they don't aren't as like picky i think they taste better in the spring than they do the fall harvest but you can still grow them really well the other ones are daikons they really like that hot to cold combo and then uh the chinese red meat or watermelon radish that's another great one. Do not ever plant those in the spring because they're just going to get really hot and not going to be right. But if you plant them to get that nice heat in September with a finish of that October cold, they're going to be perfection and they get huge and wonderful. You also want to do carrots right now. Carrots do not like the heat. They particularly like to be shaded. To, and that's why we grow them with tomatoes if we grow them in the summer because the tomatoes act as the shade barrier for the carrots and they also stimulate each other's root systems so if you have tomatoes in the ground still plant your seeds next to them they're going to help a lot with each other's flavor as well so yes you can still do that and then once you get those tomatoes out in a few in a, maybe a month you will have these carrots that are going to be starting to germinate and come up You just leave them and you can lay a little bit of compost over them because obviously the tomatoes have taken out a lot of nutrients. So you want to make sure that you put some more on for those carrots to really just get excited and get going really well. Then we're going to have turnips. Once again, this is a vegetable that would much prefer that hot to cold combo. I still do them in the spring, but I really find that they just are done by June, once that heat really kicks in consistently, they're done. Like you don't want to eat them after that. They get too spicy, they don't taste right. Whereas if you get them from hot to cold, they're going to finish with a lot more sugar in them. So they taste much better. If you're not a turnip fan, I really suggest considering going for them in the, this fall. So, put them in, just trust me. I think you'll like them. Then the rest of the vegetables that I really suggest are I guess you could have put this in the herb section, Uh, you know, whatever. But onions, you can do green onions right now. They're going to be really excited. And worst case, if they don't germinate, mark them because in the spring, you're going to have these onion sprouts coming up and they're going to protect your kale and your brassicas from all the cabbage worm damage that they could potentially get. And it's really hard to get onions to be like, just really going in the spring when you want them next to your kale. But if you plant them now and even don't harvest all of them and leave them there and then plan when you go to plan your garden this winter that, oh yeah, I left some onions in there. Those onions are going to re-sprout even if their stalks die because of it's a bulb. So it re-sprouts and I do this every year. And then that's where I plant my brassicas. And without fail, I never have issues with cabbage worms, or if I do, it's so minimal that it doesn't matter. So it's, you know, you can find them here and there. Once I pull my alliums next to my brassicas, the cabbage worms are back. So I swear it works. It's one of the best companion planting situations out there. So you can put in onions and then next to it, put your kale and let them go I really really like the red Russian variety I find that it is more resilient to red to white cabbage butterflies and those little green cabbage worms in general but compared to like a Tescano or Dino kale those are gonna have a lot or like black magic I think it's also called in some seed companies. That one's beautiful. It's amazing, but I definitely feel like the cabbage worms like it more. Maybe it's because heirloom variety. I'm not sure, but it's I go for the Red Russian. Flavor's really great and beautiful. Then there's Tatsoi, which is this really bright, beautiful green that actually has an even denser vitamin content as spinach. So, and it, it is just gorgeous. And so you grow it at the same time of year. I also grew it, grow it in the spring along with my spinach and it does really well. I had some white fly issues with it, but not too bad. You can also obviously next do spinach and spinach needs the cold. And in fact, you start spinach, it grows, you get, you get a pretty good harvest, fine. And then you leave it. Don't touch it. Don't rip it out. Don't take it out when you take out everything for winter, leave it there. I promise you, you will be harvesting that again in March. It overwinters and it may be, unless you get a super hard winter, if you're getting consistent negative temperatures, you probably will lose it. But if you have a fairly mild winter, mild is a Northern Michigan winter, meaning like an average temp of like 15 to 25 that you're gonna see that spinach come back in March and it's gonna be the best spinach you've ever had in your life. So don't rip it out, let it just go. Then there's Swiss chard, which is lovely and is just the best green outside of kale. I've decided. I for a long time avoided it, but it's really good. You can also put in collards, though. It's a little bit late for zone four for those, but if you're in zone six, don't exclude collards because they're gonna be really hardy pretty late. And it's basically Brussels sprouts but bigger and kind of cabbage. It's a great in between and it's really good sauteed at any point. So I really suggest it. Then kohlrabi. And once again, it's another brassica. It is not a root vegetable. Surprisingly, a lot of people think that they are, they are not, they grow above ground and they bulb instead of focus on the cabbage end of it. Uh, they, if you grow them properly, they should taste somewhere between a turnip and an apple. Or a broccoli and apple, some people say. Uh, It kind of looks like a space alien, but I promise it's delicious. And you can saute it in butter, or you can even cut it up, slice it up, and eat it like an apple, (laughs) except maybe pair it with like hummus or your favorite dip or anything like that. You can puree it. There's all sorts of ways you can use it. So I highly suggest it. That's my quick rundown. Now, if you are somebody who's thinking, oh, I didn't plant any perennials or apple trees or maybe you moved and you want to have some of these things in, this is also a great time to put those in. Because, and I actually kind of, the more I've planted things, I always thought that like spring was the right time to do it. And I am finding that for us, at least out here, fall is a far better time to establish your perennial plants and trees. And the reason being is that you get a lot more moisture, at least here, we get a lot more moisture in the fall versus like you get those things in the ground in May. And usually we particularly get this like intense amount of heat and dry air in June and keeping those guys moisturized well enough to establish them is such a bear. So I really suggest like I really like doing it in the fall. Sometimes fall's can be dry, but they're not going to be as hot. And so your heat, your ground is already warm, so it's going to encourage those roots to come out and be excited to find the water. And then it's really easy to get them established, particularly if you're you're probably getting a good rain at least once a week where in somewhere like where we live in northern Michigan, but um like I haven't been watering a lot. We went through a dry spell and now we're not. And this time of year, we rarely see dry spells, so at least not for very long, and you're less likely to hit a drought. And so if you're thinking about adding blueberries, raspberries, any sort of perennial, uh, blackberries, apple trees, pear trees, anything along those lines, do it right now. Add pines, add oaks. Like This is definitely the time. We're about to do the same thing. And put in a bunch of plants right now. And it sounds crazy because we hear this big push of doing it in the spring. I'm fighting for the other side of it. <laughs> because I think it's way better. And even our landscaper that did the back of our house said that um when I was talking to him because I asked him about it and he agreed. So um he's a professional. So <laughs> I think we should all take his advice. So, anyways. I hope that that's helpful if you are, you know, in zone 7, maybe refer to the August one that I did which I'll also link and if you are in, you know, zone 8 9, maybe refer to July. <laughs> so you guys are just able to continue on in a different way than we can here. But that's okay. So I hope you guys enjoy this. And it's helpful. If you have questions, you can always DM me and get in touch. Also, just as a reminder, our community is opening up on the 22nd, exactly a week from today. And we are really excited about fall. And I know that we're just like, feels like we're tapering down on the garden thing. We're going to be ramping up on the cleanup preparation really like taking in this season we're focusing in fall about the beauty of letting go and how it makes space and room and then in the winter we're going to be talking all about this is on top of obviously the clearing out and preparing for winter but then in the winter while our gardens rest we're going to be focusing on our own roots so we're going to be doing a lot on our like thinking about planning and reflection and how we can plan to grow in a way that we want to both in our gardens and in ourselves and creating a roadmap for that as we look towards the future. So that's what we're going to be doing in the community over the next you know, six months. And we love to have you. It is for one season per season, or you can pay $160 for the entire year to be a member and have access to all our how-to videos, resources, downloads. It's just the ability to connect with some amazing people and to come to our events for free. It's fun. We have a great time. So lots of cooking, lots of ideas. So it'd be lovely for you guys to join us if you thought that that was something you would like to do. But if not until then,